home run against Justin Verlander. The 1-2. for Gurriel and Trey Mancini keeps the Astros in front. A hot shot that got to Mancini on a bounce and he snared it moving to his left. He was on the bag. Kyle Schwarber smokes one down the line. It's gobbled up by the first baseman. Phillies lose to the Astros by a score of 3-2. to two. The series is now 3-2 to two and headed back to Houston on Saturday night, well, where no one will watch because everyone is watching college football. <laughs> this is interesting to see your daily sports podcast, news, narratives, takes, and gambling. It's Football Friday. It's World Series Friday. Hello, like, rate, review, subscribe if you're into it. I'm trying to do more video stuff so that you people can see me on YouTube first thing in the morning, which is I know I know that's exactly what you want. I know for sure that's exactly what you want. We'll get into football momentarily. The Phils will be pitching Zach Wheeler. Justin Verlander has pitched 10 World Series games. Got his first World Series win last night. I think probably four or five with the... Three or four or five with the Tigers? I don't know. And then... He's been to the World Series twice with the Tigers. Now he's been to the World Series twice with the Astros, I think. Maybe three times. I do not recall. But he's pitched in the World Series a bunch, and he is electrifying. You can make an argument as him one of the overall greatest pitchers of all time. Top 10, perhaps. And he had a gem. Gem last night. All right, let's get into some uh, some of the news. What's going on around the news? Kyrie Irving, uh, remember the anti-Semitism stuff we talked about yesterday? He has been suspended five games without pay from the uh, by the Brooklyn Nets, not by the association, by the Brooklyn Nets for his uh, anti-Semitic remarks, which makes sense. Um, Colin Coward it tweeted, quote, Red wave coming Tuesday. Don't mess with people's kids. It lands differently, and they will hold the grudge. Can't blame them. That's my TED Talk. Huh. First of all, you're in California. Secondly, which I mean, that's a different thing. Secondly, Colin, no, people don't care about their kids. People care about money. That, it, read a book. Read a, te- read a history book. People care about money. They do not care about people's kids. Okay, um, other things that are going on. We have rumors of the Auburn head coaching head coaching search. Lane Kiffin and Deion Sanders are who they want. My guess is who is the head coach at App State? No, who's the head coach at Syracuse? That's who's going to – I don't know. That's going to be the head coach of Auburn next year. Other than that, the only thing that we have is that Jeff Bezos is looking into buying the commanders. Who are It looks very much like the commanders are going to be sold because Congress is going to investigate the NFL and the commanders if they don't. And if they sell, then they don't have to investigate them. And then all the other owners will shut up. So that makes sense to me. If you just sell them, then nobody can look into your shit. Makes a ton of sense to me. Right? I mean, doesn't it make sense to everybody? Like, hey, hey, I had nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Please leave us alone. I think that's probably, I think that, I mean, that makes most sense, right? I mean, the interesting part of this is that the conspiracy theory that the Snyders were spouting at the end of the pandemic was that all of these negative reports involving the sexual assaults and harassment that were happening there and all of the reports about misappropriating funds and kind of stealing from the other owners were investigated. Mostly by the Washington Post, which is owned by Jeff Bezos. And now Jeff Bezos is reportedly looking into buying the commanders, which is what Dan Snyder said would happen. 
everyone's looking to buy in the commanders. It's going to be the greatest investment of all time. However, all of the owners have to agree. So all the other owners can tell Jeff Bezos, hey, fuck off. Like, why? And they're just like, oh, we just don't like you. That literally is enough. Jeff Bezos does have enough wealth to buy the league, the entire league. Maybe. There are some old families like the Fords and stuff and, and the Maras. Like, we don't really know how rich the Fords are. They're rich enough to kind of keep that shit hush-hush. So we don't know. But Bezos is definitely the richest person alive. Probably, I don't know, since Elon Musk bought Twitter. And he's, the conspiracy theories seem true. We shall see. So the senators are up for sale, the commanders are up for sale, and the Seattle Seahawks will be sold in the next 24 months or so uh, after Paul Allen died. I can't believe I'm defending billionaires, but it is bullshit that you have to sell your biggest asset to pay taxes after your loved one dies. You should just you should pay taxes, but you shouldn't have to lose the asset. That's ridiculous. I don't understand why you can't negotiate with them to have this thing that meant so much to you. What, anyway, whatever. Let's get into Football Friday. Um, we'll start with college. College football over the weekend. I've got some bets and some thoughts for you. Um, biggest game of the year so far. Again, it just keeps getting that way. Sometimes the schedule works out like that. Tennessee's playing Georgia in the college football rankings. Tennessee is number one. Georgia is not number one. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. They are number one and number two. Whichever one you look at, number one and number two, are playing this weekend in Georgia. The line started at Georgia minus 11. It has now become Georgia Georgia minus eight and a half, and I'm going to hammer that motherfucker. If you got Tennessee plus eight and a half, that sucks. Do not bet on Tennessee. They were plus 11, right? So the book thought that they would, they would lose by... Uh, the book is saying that if you if they if they keep it closer than ten points, you're going to win money. Now it's at eight and a half points, which means that it's going in the wrong direction for you. I love Georgia to cover. I think they're just better. They do have a tough time. They do have a tough time uh, scoring this year compared to last year. But I'll be, I'll be straight with you. Tennessee's defense is not it. It ain't it. No. Texas's defense was way better against Alabama. Way better. Like if I. Texas is, Texas is like three or four players away, but they'll freak out and fire their coach, so don't have to worry about them. But they were way better against Alabama. So I, I think that... I think Georgia's going to drop 45 on them. I don't think they'll be able to keep pace. Alabama's at LSU. Here's another one. This is all SEC all the time because that's... Um, we're, there are just, the SEC is just deeper, which makes means that this, the odds of there being more good games is higher. Alabama is at LSU. Do you know that Alabama hasn't... Or LSU hasn't beaten Alabama in LSU, I think... Since 2010, LSU are 13 and a half point underdogs. This is screaming backdoor cover to me. The over-under is 56 and a half. I can absolutely see Alabama getting up, I don't know, 38 to 10, right, for 28 points. And then Brian Kelly shows some toughness. Brian Kelly is a different animal at home and on the road. Ask the, ask the domers about it. And he's at home here. So uh, that's one. The other one, weird one... I, I, am I, I don't, Clemson and Notre Dame, the over-under is 44 and a half because Clemson's offense is inept. I guess I didn't consider how inept Clemson's offenses would be. This game to me is going to play out. Clemson, Notre Dame reminds me quite a bit of how Notre Dame, Ohio State went, which where on either offense, there's like one good playmaker and then a quarterback where you're like, Ooh, I don't know. The difference is that DJ Uyunglele, um, significantly more talented than any quarterback. Notre Dame has probably ever had, actually, even Montana. It just his, his his arm is crazy, but he kind of freaks out. He reminds you of Josh Allen, like in a lot of ways. If you watch him, like look how big he is, and he kind of runs. But you know, there's a lot on the line for Clemson. They are ranked somewhere between two and seven, depending on who you argue with. 
Notre Dame are only three and a half point underdogs at home. Now, normally home underdogs, especially in college football, you want to hammer that. You never know, um, especially when they're underdogs at Vegas and underdogs on the rankings, which Notre Dame is not ranked. My read on the game had been that Notre Dame only beats teams where their offensive line can win. They will not be winning in this game. Clemson has the best D-line in college football. Said it meant it. Uh, Brian Brissee is someone, as a Detroit Lions fan, I've been Googling quite a bit lately, and uh, he and I are... I, you know, star-crossed at this point. But the over-under is 44.5, which is a, is a pro over-under. I just can't. If you're going to bet on Notre Dame, bet on him to win the game. Um, I see this game exactly like Ohio State. I think Clemson's going to have no problem. I mean, you know, I might even take an alternate line, but apparently Vegas disagrees. So I, Clemson 28-10 to 10 sounds right to me. But I just found that kind of weird. Uh, Auburn firing their coach. They are 12.5-point underdogs on the road against Mississippi State. They're going to cover that. The fired coach bump is real. The Panthers were like this close to being... They're a missed extra point and a missed 33-yard field goal away from being first place in their division. And with that, let's go over to professional football. Slate this weekend is pretty good. Last night, the Eagles beat the Texans. We did not lead with that because of the World Series. Jalen Hurts is really good. The Eagles are essentially on cruise control. They didn't cover, though. God damn it. They got it ran down their throats a little bit because their big, fat Georgia D-tackle, Jordan Davis, is out, and I forgot about that. But they look really, 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 really good. They're very, very good at football. And in fact, not only are they very good at football, but I think, I'm trying to find this clip. I have a clip for you. Do I? No. Did I lose it? No. I'll try to find it before the show wraps up. <laughs> Howie, oh, here it is. Here's Howie Roseman. The GM of the Eagles, and he's he's walking towards some Eagles fans after the game. Listen. Howie, Howie. This is so funny. Here he comes. The sign says, we forgive you, Howie, because he did some weird stuff. He's so aggressive as a GM. And so he's like, what? And they, he's saying fuck you to these guys with a smile on his face. I'm forgiven for your first fucking suit. That's a Philadelphia hello. Fuck you. Fuck all of you. And everyone's like, yeah, fuck us. <laughs> That's a GM. And he knew he was on camera. He's just one of the boys now that he's so cocky. Man, getting benched for Chip Kelly a couple years ago, that really changed his life. All right, pro football. I think there's some interesting games this weekend and some fun bets to have and some good football to watch. The Jets are on the road at, or the Jets are at home hosting the Bills. Jets have had a great season. Their best player um, running back is out for the season. Looks like an ACL, if I remember right. The Bills are really good. The Jets, I think, would have made this interesting, but Zach Wilson really does look shitty. He, that draft class with Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields looks shitty. Now, uh, Bills are, yeah, by 12, they're going to cruise to this. This is not going to be competitive. They're 11.5-point favorites. Uh, the over-under is 46. That's bad. <laughs> the other interesting games that I think, I think the Bears are good all of a sudden. They're 4.5-point underdogs at home in Chicago. Miami just traded for Bradley Chubb. They're, they're, they're on a roll. I like the Bears to cover, maybe even win the game. The Packers and the Lions are going to have a suck-off and not uh, in the fun way. Oh, I like the Lions to win the game here. Um, it just seems like right. The Packers are hitting rock bottom. Detroit has done well against teams with good defenses and bad offenses. Detroit has done shitty against teams with 
good offenses at all. The Vikings, they just got TJ Hawkinson. He's going to explode. They're going to play the Commanders, and this will be this will be like fire run Rivera time, even though the Commanders have fought back to 4-4, four and four, which is crazy. I like the, the Vikings. The Panthers and the Bengals, the Panthers have been trying really, really super-duper hard. The Bengals are finding their stride, even without Jamar Chase. They had a tough time against the Browns, almost essentially got shut out. But some garbage time points in there, but basically they got shut out. Uh, seven seven point favorites at home. That that one feels like a push to me. I don't know that I would bet it, but I definitely think the Bengals are going to win by at least a touchdown. The game I think is really going to. The Falcons are in first place in their division with Marcus Mariota, and they don't throw the ball. And the Chargers suck. They are weird, man. I think the Falcons are going to win this game outright. Three point underdogs at home. Remember, home underdogs. Pay attention. Three point underdogs at home. I like the Falcons to beat the Chargers. Chargers are soft. Jags are going to beat the Raiders. Uh, that is a game that I will watch for sure. Seattle's going to play Arizona, and I don't care about that game. Sorry, not sorry. The other fun game of like who sucks worse and who's falling off a cliff are the Rams and the Bucks. The Rams were unable to make a move at the deadline. The Bucks quarterback is going through a divorce, if you haven't heard. Um, somehow Matthew Stafford has turned the Rams into the Lions, where they have a couple good players, and they're like fighting to get back to 500. <laughs> They're below 500 right now. I definitely like the Bucks. They just have more good players. They just have better depth. Rams can't do shit. The upset of the weekend, and I'm calling my shot right now, will be Sunday night football. I absolutely think the Titans are going to go on the road and beat the Chiefs. 100%. Why is my camera up like that? It's been like this the whole time. You guys didn't tell me. The Titans, Derrick Henry, I don't know. How does he do it? He just he sucks, and then he doesn't suck. He's like a closer in baseball. He just gets stronger as the night goes on. In Kansas City, they somehow they play, they play hard, so it makes it look like they're not soft. This entire time through this Patrick Mahomes thing, they've been essentially soft. You can run it down their throat if you're patient. I just don't know how the Titans are going to stop them. We'll see. We'll see. I have no idea. But I absolutely love, absolutely love the Falcons the Bills and the Lions. I like the Falcons to win outright. I like the Lions to win outright. I like the Bills to cover the spread. And I like the Bears to cover the spread. Home underdogs. If you're betting this weekend, home underdogs. What do we do? Home underdogs. That's right. Someone on baseball Reddit sat next to MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred last night and promised to shout the top comment at him. Shouts to baseball Reddit. What do they have to say? Hey, Rob, if you want the youth and the blackouts, dumbass. Hey, Dan. Oh, shit. Shouts to Reddit for being fun. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Back and better than ever. Monday morning.